Well done, Balric. Uh, so for the feedback now. Um, so after being asked the question, you um, jumped into talking about uh, some of the history uh, that, that, that you wanted to take. Uh, one thing that I think would be a good idea is to um, start off by stating, because if you were seeing someone in an outpatient clinic with chest pain, just making sure they're safe and stable. Um, so assessing their hemodynamic stability. Um, and that essentially allows you to risk stratify if you need to act quickly or you can proceed with a history. Um, and if they're stable, you can say, okay, I'd start off by taking a history. Um, so that's one thing to say. Uh, with your history, the main focus is about ascertaining whether this is cardiac chest pain or if there are any other causes. Um, and so what you did well is you, you did well at trying to kind of discriminate that, uh, thinking about other causes and not being shoehorned into thinking this is just cardiac, which is often a trap people fall into in a cardiology interview. So keeping an open mind. Um, but there's some important aspects which uh, I think is additionally worth mentioning. So for example, asking about a drug history, uh, are they on any medications already? Uh, if you're thinking about medical management down the line, um, social history, do they take any illicit drugs like cocaine, which could be a potential cause of uh, chest pain. Um, moving on from your history, uh, your examination, uh, again, it, the positive was that you, you did think about differential causes um, and not you didn't just, again, shoehorn and think it was all cardiac. Um, I think uh, things that, that could be done to optimize that, however, um, having a slightly more structured approach, and that can be achieved through stating that you'd assess them in an A to E assessment, um, which should also include a set of uh, baseline observations. Um, and when you're then getting into the nuances of answering the question about the examination, um, saying some more specific things. So trying to examine for risk factors, for example, for uh, angina. So do they have any uh, looking for any uh, discriminating factors such as corneal arcus, xanthalasma, um, factors like that, looking for evidence of uh, any complications such as decompensated heart failure. Um, so just getting a bit more specific um, with your answer. Um, and then uh, you moved on to talk about investigations. Um, so uh, what you did is you listed the investigations that you'd consider um, and again, all the, the, the point of this is to help hone your diagnosis uh, whilst also considering differentials. And one thing I'd say is better candidates might preface why they're doing the tests. So for example, you said you'd do some blood tests. Um, but you didn't give any uh, more specific detail. So um, for example, uh, you do a full blood count looking for evidence of anemia uh, as a potential cause of chest pain, or you'd uh, perform a HbA1c fasting lipids and a cholesterol. Um, again, looking at those modifiable risk factors um, or an ECG. So you might describe what you'd be looking for, uh, such as left ventricular hypertrophy, suggestive of you know, chronic remodeling, an LV strain pattern. So just going into a slight bit of more depth there. Um, and then we, you had a question focusing on uh, uh, CT coronary angiogram. Uh, what you did well is you discussed the pros um, really well. Uh, I wanted a bit more detail, however, about the cons as well um, from that question. Um, so when you might not do it, for, so for example, if they're tachycardic, uh, they have, they're in atrial fibrillation, uh, and so it'd be difficult to gate this scan, or they have a history of known coronary artery disease um, uh, where the test would be less uh, specific. 
Um, so that's something to enhance that aspect. Uh, and then we, the question then went on to talk about functional tests. Um, so what I liked is that you recognized your limits and you said, I, I get advice from the consultant because the care of the patient is the first concern. And it's, this is all about being very patient centered. Um, but again, um, what I wanted from you was a better understanding of the pros and cons of each test. Um, so for example, uh, in the kind of sub scenario where the patient was diabetic and had a pacemaker, um, understanding about how you'd investigate uh, patients with a pacemaker, which is a very common um, thing to come across in cardiac patients with stable angina and kind of understanding the nuances of that. So for example, if they're in a pace rhythm uh, a stress ETG uh, or a stress echo uh, or potentially a cardiac MRI uh, wouldn't be uh, as useful and valuable here. And so uh, in this case, a myocardial perfusion scan would be uh, potentially uh, a more optimal test uh, and, and conveying that knowledge essentially. Uh, and then we moved on to treatment um, and uh, you kind of were quite gung-ho and went straight into the medical treatment. Um, but you did miss out. Uh, so what I'd recommend is structuring your answer a bit more. So talking about the conservative medical and kind of surgical slash interventional aspects. So you missed out the conservative aspect, which um, potentially, well, arguably is the most important aspect of treating a patient with angina. So thinking about that patient education, aggressively modifying those vascular risk factors um, it is something that, that would be really important to talk about there. Uh, and then we went on to talk about the patient uh, feeling dizzy after starting uh, the beta blocker. Yeah. Uh, so again, uh, you made a very valid point. Uh, a potential could be that they're hypotensive after doing that. Uh, but again, uh, what's important um, when answering questions in the interview format is not to just shoehorn your answer and jump in. So to, to take a step back and to think about other causes of dizziness. Uh, and that's actually done uh, properly by taking a history uh, and, a, and a repeat examination, which would include a lying and standing blood pressure. Um, and if we were going to go down the route of a beta blocker uh, as a drug side effect causing this symptom, uh, another thing would be uh, that could be causing it is bradycardia. Uh, and so an ECG would be um, important here too. Uh, so that's the, the overall general feedback. Lots of positives, but uh, potential aspects to work on. Okay, that's very fair. Thanks very much.